This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station. KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR. Your total sports station in Mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. It's it's Andy Humphrey, Brendan Schaefer, and producer Chris, and I just don't know if we can contain the excitement. What the hell are you talking about? What's going on? Chris, you just got to play along, man. Oh. I've been asleep for you've like been, five hours. You've been under a rock, my friend? He has, yeah, apparently. Exactly. Yes, he has Things been under happening. a rock. Things like what? are happening. Oh, man, all kinds of Mizzou recruiting news to get to, which we will uh, at 5.05 uh, in, in a few minutes as well. But, oh, my goodness. I uh, a hype train all aboard. Uh, seriously, for 2024. Choo-choo. Choo-choo for 2024 for Mizzou football. I cannot wait. Ah, oh, can't wait to get in at 505, too. It's a nice team they're putting yeah. together. Uh, oh, we're, man. We're, oh, man. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly from the NFL weekend as well. In a few minutes, uh, you can text in your good, bad, and ugly at 875-KTGR. We'll talk injuries with Will Carroll, the injury expert, namely uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Is he going to be back this week for the Chiefs? Uh, they put Sky Moore on IR yesterday. What's his status going forward? We'll talk to Will Carroll, the injury expert, at 425 about all of that. And my goodness, we just... There could be even more news coming, so we we will we'll try to get through it here through the next couple of hours when it comes to the recruiting landscape. 875-KTGR, if you want to call or text in your thoughts on anything in the world of sports today, you can also tweet us at KTGR Big Show and find us on Facebook, too, at facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now, the Big Show's Big Deal. This has been already a very busy recruiting day for Mizzou football. They started this morning by getting the commitment of a big-time transfer, Caden Green, offensive tackle, who started over at Oklahoma seven games as a true freshman. Mizzou was in on him in his recruiting process as a high schooler, but now they get him as a transfer. He was one of the top-rated offensive linemen in the transfer portal this cycle, and Mizzou gets him as he committed earlier this morning. They also got a four-star wide receiver out of the state of Arkansas, Courtney Crutchfield, chose the Tigers over Arkansas, Auburn, and LSU. And in just the last half hour or so, Mizzou got its third commitment of the day from a cornerback, Jaron Sensabaugh. He verbally committed to put Mizzou's high school recruiting class at 20 as National Signing Day will be tomorrow. And that's the big shows. Big deal. On this 19th day of December, 2023-875-KTGR to call or text us. Brendan, so much. Ah! Are we having fun yet? I'm having fun. Oh, I've, this entire day has been about fun, I tell you what. The wait was worth it, right? Because yes. we there were some rumblings that maybe yesterday would kick off some of this and... Patience is a virtue, it seems, because today has been just one 
piece of wonderful news after another. To me, Caden Green is the biggest one because there's the element where you can rub it into Oklahoma's face a little bit, but uh, a couple of great high school talents as well committing to the Tigers. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll fully react to it at 505, of course, Andy, well, but uh, it's just been fantastic. Well, so far. I-, I think we might have to have another version. Chris would know about this. We might need to have another version of reading the Oklahoma message boards. It's time oh to go to goodness. message boards. Oh, it's it time might, to go to the rivals page. Go to we need to like into stuffy that. Like, Victorian era like parlor music. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Is the accent going? I can't imagine I what they might mm, yes. be going through over yes, on those sites. Oh. Down bad. Those words come to mind. It may, it's possible that they're down bad. <laughs> Those words, I think, are very good characterizations of what's happening. Uh, we'll get to some of that again at 5.05, but give us your thoughts at 875-KTGR. Like we do around this time every week, and we won't change even for days like today. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly from the week in the NFL. I guess if there are any day to change it, it would be this, but we're, right. we're stickworse for tradition around here. Darn it. So uh, we will talk Mizzou recruiting <laughs> yes. in full at five oh five. Yeah, no so doubt. we will get to that. Uh, but tell us what you thought was good and bad and ugly from the NFL weekend at eight seven five KTGR. You can call or text us. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash KTGR. Big show. Chiefs are good. I mean, it wasn't really much bad. There was some bad moments from Kadarius Tony. Tony still and, bad. But yeah, he's still bad, and you need to figure out a situation with uh, who you're going to play at wide receiver now, especially with Sky Moore out and with Ter- Tony essentially needing to be out of yeah. uh, regular rotation. Just, you know, Richie James, uh, Justin Ross. Like, I-, I was maybe wondering about what Justin Ross was going to be last week. They made him inactive, even though I think he was healthy. Uh, right. But I think this year, or, or not this year, this week, they make him active. I don't know how much he plays, but give him a shot. We'll see. Yeah, he would. I mean, again, you've got to give some of these snaps to somebody. Sky Moore's out, and Tony should he'll play probably. But I can't imagine you can continue down this road where he plays the same amount that he has been. You can't. So we'll see if the Chiefs do make that adjustment as they take on the Raiders this week on on Christmas Day. It should be interesting. The good, very clearly. Drew Locke season is back, baby. How about this? How Locksember. about this? Locksember? Blocksember? He was out there as a lead blocker for his guy, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, that was a nice play. The, the previous touchdown, uh, he was he was making it happen on that play. His passing numbers for the game weren't all too impressive until you go to that final drive where he just made one play after another, had yeah. some help from D.K. Metcalf. But, like, putting up the ball for your receiver to make a play on it is what it's all about. And he did that a couple of key times on that last game-winning drive against the Eagles. I mean, that's it. That is a game that I'm willing to put the Seahawks in the the great category for the day. It was incredible. The Eagles are, I mean, that is ugly. To basically have that division on lock after the Cowboys lose to the Bills the way that they did on Sunday. And and if you're the Eagles, all you got to do is just take care of your business and your clearing Dallas in the division, and now they're still locked in with the same record. That's an ugly way to go down if you're Philadelphia. But, man, do you feel good for Drew Locke in the way that uh, the true son made that one happen. Oh, man. And the interview afterwards with Lisa Salters was perfection, both from Locke and from Salters, by the way. Just 
Love watching every minute of that. Like, it was late at night. It was after 10 o'clock. We're about to go to bed. Eh, is Locke going to do something here? Then he gives us everything we were waiting for for the final two minutes and just, wow. Yeah, with the interview, she could sense that, that he had some emotions oh, about yeah. him, and so she continued to kind of uh, allow Drew Locke to, to think through those and to process those emotions. That was wonderful television. And then later on, I don't think this was in the same interview, but did you see the video where Drew Locke pauses an interview with another oh, yeah. outlet yeah. to go embrace Albert Okwebunam, the former Mizzou Tiger? He said, sorry, that was my best friend. I had to go you know, give him some love. Obviously, he's a member of the Eagles at this point, but... Uh, just what a night for Drew Locke, man. He's kind of faded from the consciousness a little bit and then burst back onto our, our screens last night and back into our lives. Just a really cool moment for uh, a guy that, I mean, you go to the Broncos, the Indian, that, that can tank some careers uh, during the, the era oh, that he was, was with yeah. Denver. Yeah. So to see him bounce back with Seattle and get an opportunity where he says, I didn't know if I was going to get this chance again. I, I didn't know if I could still do it like this. And Man, it, it was just like riding a bike. Drew Locke back on it, and uh, what a moment. So great. Give us your good, bad, and ugly from the week at 875-KTGR as we run through some of our thoughts from the NFL. How about the 49ers? I mean, yeah. yet another just That's what they do. steamrolling performance. I, I, we say this every year, it seems, or at least the, the last few years in a row. I don't know who's stopping them. Eventually, somebody does stop them uh, short this of a year Super might be Bowl. Different. As long as they're healthy, how? right? Like, that's. How, that was how that. is it different? Yeah. I, I mean, it could be health. I, yeah? Sure, but anything could happen, but I could see this year being different in that I think San Francisco is that much better than everybody else. Sure seems that way. I, mean, I don't with, think there's a team on their level. With they with the way that they approach these big games, there doesn't seem to be much drop off. And even when they were de- they trailed seven nothing in that game. Cardinals were the first team to score. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just didn't matter because eventually Christian McCaffrey was gonna get going. Eventually they were gonna spread it around to all their playmakers and it's inevitable at this point. With the Brock Purdy has been fantastic. Um, I He even says, you know, hey, Christian McCaffrey, we're talking about MVP. Like, them trading for McCaffrey, you can go all the way back to when that deal was made, and everybody kind of said, you know, oh, well, you're trading for a running back, you're, you're going to give up some premium picks. There is no doubt that that was such a tremendous move for San Francisco because he is unique and still doing it. Hasn't really hit a wall where you see running backs sometimes do in their late 20s. Christian McCaffrey is a huge piece of what they're doing in San Francisco. And I don't think it's crazy. I know he's a running back. I don't think it's crazy to at least have the conversation about whether he should be in the MVP consideration as well. Yeah. He I should mean, be. He should be. Uh, definitely amongst all running backs, he's the best candidate. More and than he should be. Yeah, I, I, more than Purdy, you could make the case. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to knock Brock Purdy, but nobody oh. does what Christian McCaffrey does. Nobody in the NFL. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, just great stuff. Uh, Eight seven five K T G R. Good, bad, and ugly. What do we do with the with the Buccaneers? I mean, they were clearly good. Yeah. But what is the, uh, like Baker Mayfield we went to him. the? What do you mean? We ignore him. I don't care. Why? I, because <laughs> yeah, because we give up. We give up on talking about the Bucks. Why? I don't want to. Listen, I don't want to because they're going to go eight and nine or nine and eight. They're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. It's, Baker it Mayfield became the first road quarterback. Ever to go into Lambeau Field and have a perfect passer rating. Ever. He, had a, a perfect he played well. 158.3. But 
with four touchdowns and, and 381 yards. I mean, look, I, I don't think that their ceiling is higher than the divisional round. You're right. But I mean, they're not winning a playoff game. I don't. I can't think of a team, even if they host, that they're going to beat. I cannot fathom it. Well, I mean, it's most likely going to be. I, well, out the Eagles, the lost. NFC East loser, right? Yeah, the One NFC the East two. loser is it? The if it's the Eagles. No, they better stop be. It. Yeah, they definitely weren't going to lose to the Seahawks last night to Drew Locke. What are you talking about? It could absolutely happen. No, they won't be. They won't be playing like they played last night when it comes time for the playoffs. These, I hope NFL so for their man, sake. The the good teams, the, the best teams, turn it on when it counts. And the Eagles have problems right now. What are they? They've lost three in a row. Yeah. This is the one that you didn't see coming necessarily. I I think that they would be fine in that matchup. I certainly think the Cowboys would win in, in that matchup if they had to go to Tampa. Uh, but you can say nice things about Baker Mayfield. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we looked at the, the Bucks and we're like, hey, Baker Mayfield's the perfect quarterback to tank with, and you can lose a bunch of games and, and get yourself a real quarterback next year. Baker Mayfield's earn, earning himself a bag of money. I mean, he is playing well and has his stock back to uh, to looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what it leads to for the team. But, I, again, Brendan, I was just doing your bidding. You were in on the Bucks uh, earlier this season, and I just, now all of a sudden? I can't feel anything for any NFC South team. I okay, cannot. Right. I cannot. I cannot. Still, no, I think I mean, no, you can't. The Bucks will make the playoffs, but yeah, well, that's about their ceiling. And speaking of the NFC South, the Falcons and Panthers played an absolutely ugly game. On congratulations both sides. to the Carolina Panthers. I mean, I no. guess uh, Chris Tabor, congratulations, first NFL go- coaching victory, local product, of course. To the Gulag with both of them, both teams. Good job, Bryce Young. Screen. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for no, you. No, I'm no. 167 yards and nothing. Goose eggs. No touchdowns. No interceptions. 18 the completions. Window. It's all about fantasy great. with Brendan. He doesn't That's care like about anything else. Well, in, if you're starting Bryce Young at this point, I'm sorry, but I actually was yeah. in a super flex dynasty league where I really wish I'd have traded him instead of C.J. Stroud, but that is neither here nor there. I did win in that league, so we're good. But, yeah, I, Bryce Young, it was a it was a rainy, gross, disgusting game. Um, but the, there's just – it's whatever, man. You, you won a game that you probably shouldn't have won except for the fact that you don't have your draft pick. So you might as well try to enjoy yourselves because you're not failing the tank. You've already failed the tank by drafting Bryce Young in the first place, and now you can't replace him. You're still going to be a bottom two, bottom three NFL team this year. Uh, ban that division entirely. Just anoint the Bucks the winner of it. The Falcons, had they won, would be right in position tied with, with the Bucks. The Falcons are a, a front to football. Get Arthur Smith out of here. He's got to go. Oh, yeah. He's got to go for the Falcons to be able to ascend to where a, 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 a semi-talented roster could go. They've got good position players in terms of running back, wide receiver. They do need a quarterback. I don't believe Ritter's the answer, but they need a head coach. Enough is enough with Arthur Smith. I'm remember, sorry. Remember when Arthur Smith was like, eh, Lamar Jackson's cool, but do we really need him, though? I don't Unbe- think we do. I don't think we really yeah, need Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you got to be kidding me with this guy. It all started with the mustache, if we got to be honest. 875-KTGR. Give us a call or a text. I'm not knocking mustaches around Well, here, I, I mean, mean, but I'm knocking his. I got I oh, okay. got nothing against mustaches. His, on the other hand, uh, deserves some uh some I just ridicule. think he's a bad, a bad coach. Yeah, no, that's I, fine. Yeah, yes, that's true. Uh, Quentin here on the KTGR Hotline. Good, bad, and ugly from the NFL weekend. Quentin, what's up? Doing well. What's, uh, what's your good from the weekend? 
Well, I'm about the, I want to say the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, yeah. They, they look like about as good as anybody. What's the bad? And the, the second good has to be my friend Chris Tabor. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Chris Tabor, former CMU guy, getting first head coaching win uh, over the weekend. Absolutely. What was the bad? How about the Dallas Cowboys being embarrassed on Sunday Night Football? Oh, boy. Yeah, that, Disgusting. That was uh, a very bad performance. And, yeah, in a, in a prime window. What was the ugly? The Jets. Uh, the Jets are always very it's ugly, always. no matter the... Green, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Quentin, thank you for the call, my friend. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. That's Quentin the joining Jets us The Jets could have here. had a bye week for the Jets, and I'd still be like, yep, ugly, that sounds yeah. right. I had to... Like, I, I had totally already put it out of my memory what they did this weekend, but they got blanked by the Dolphins, who were playing uh, Sans Tyreek Hill in this game, right? So, oh, yeah. Yikes. Big yikes. At least there was no Hail Mary in this uh, Jets-Dolphins game like there was in the last one. No. No, they just played really, really badly. It was... Awful. Nice week to have Dolphins uh, defense in fantasy, though. I did. I did oh, have man. That like, several defenses. The Raiders defense from oh, Thursday the night. Raiders got me. Oh, the yeah. got me on the other side, man. They, they sure did. Colts defense was good against the Steelers. Man, yep. the Steelers have some issues right now, don't they? Ooh. But that's, like, again, we knew they weren't that good. And so when they start being not that good, isn't that just like, all right, that's kind of what we thought you were at the beginning. You fooled us for a while. Now you're back down to earth, and they're not making the playoffs. Three losses in a row, seven and seven. They're going to Mason Rudolph this weekend, and I don't even think it's a wrong choice. Just a nightmare offensively for Pittsburgh. Um, they need a quarterback. Someone. Here's the thing: the Bears are going to be in position to draft them a, a franchise quarterback if they decide they don't really fully believe in Justin Fields. But I think it's an upgrade from good to great that they can potentially experience, and they can get something for Justin Fields. He's not a bad player. And you can look at teams like the Falcons and the Steelers, where I think Justin Fields would be an absolute smash. And those franchises should be doing everything they can to trade for Justin Fields. Try to lowball the Bears by by any means necessary. But yeah. I think that's what should probably happen uh, in, in this offseason. Justin Fields on the Steelers, you might have something there, but they don't have an offense right now. It is very ugly over there. I mean, the, the offense is for... Most of the uh, AFC North teams that are in prime playoff position. I mean, the, uh, the the Ravens looked fine, but the Steelers and the Browns. How to go with uh, with Joe Flacco? And look, uh, credit to him, pulled it out at the very end. That was oh gosh, unbelievable throw to Amari Cooper for that touchdown. That was a great play. Couldn't even fathom that working. And they out needed the it. They needed yeah. it in that moment. Oh yeah, and then they closed it out at the end. Almost the the. Hail Mary on the ricochet for the Bears. That's got to be a rough way to, yeah. to see that fall to the ground or really be intercepted. I just, oh, man. Uh, 875-KTGR, call or text us uh, with your good, hey, bad, you, and ugly. Now, you mentioned the Ravens, and, yep, they played well. That's all well and good. But I had promised yesterday that I was going to talk about the Jaguars. Oh, yeah. Just pitiful. Uh, ugly and bad. I just don't know. First of all, the kicking game. McManus with two misses. Dude, they should have had six points. And then you have the moment at the end of the first half where I don't know why Trevor Lawrence didn't just spike the ball and take a couple shots at the end zone before taking the field goal if it should come to that. But he decides to get cute with it, and they're tackled within the field of play. So instead of three points or seven points in that instance, you come away with zero. They're, they should have had probably, like, bare minimum nine points in the first half. 13 should have been very plausible, and they came away with zero. And then you, of course, have the Calvin Ridley play toward the end of the game where 
you you were okay, Andy, with them saying ruling on the field stands. I thought it did look clear enough to change it to a touchdown, but either way, think about just the sheer number of, you could argue 20 points were left on the field by the Jaguars, most of it their own doing. That was a game that they should have been in, and you know, you win that game, it changes the entire outlook. You're, what, 9-5, and five, and yeah. instead you're 8-6 and six and having to deal with the teams behind you in the division. Now everybody's all bunched up. The Colts are there. The Texans are there. Everybody's going to try and take that crown from you. Absolutely the worst loss of the week in the NFL to me was the Jaguars. Even though they were a slight underdog, they had an, every opportunity to win that football game and came woefully short, and it could end up costing them the division. And now Trevor Lawrence might not go next week. So it's very interesting now, the situation they're in. The odds, like what would they be right now? Who's your favorite to win that division? I don't know what it is from a betting standpoint, but you've got three teams that are all tied at 8-6. and Might might come down to health, honestly, because C.J. Stroud also missed this week. And so is is he going to be back next week? Right? You know, like that you credit that team because our young team trying to find their way. And Case Case Keenum is the perfect backup for that situation where he comes in and can get you a win. He can steal you one with his play. I'm not necessarily overstating this, but Case Keenum has a very strong case for best QB in Texans history. I'm just I'm just saying. Like, like, you know what? I'll entertain that. <laughs> it's actually wow. not that uh, far of a race. That's, that's not good, um, though, like, is it? No, no, it's not good. That's, but the, but there's also great. not much history to go back on. So, I mean, it's, it's like just him, right. Ryan Fitzpatrick. TJ Yates. Just make the leap. I mean, the nasty man. Right, the, be done. The, I'm ready. Most people would probably say Matt Shaw, but I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go that far. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm ready. Oh Let's just say it's CJ Stroud and call it good. Uh, that's uh, We could do that. Uh, of course, 875-KTGR if you want to weigh in. Well, okay, here's someone who might weigh in on that. David, now oh on the KTGR hotline. David, what's up? Hey, we do love the the Case Keenum hype. Uh, I would give it to TJ Yates currently, okay, but yeah, uh, that's, that's probably, neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, the good this week, uh, I thought Brock Purdy had an amazing day. Four touchdowns, a oh, uh, whole bunch of yards, just no mistakes really, and leading his team to victory. Uh, the bad is whoever told me to put Brock Purdy on my on the bench <laughs> behind that. <laughs> oh my! I hope you didn't listen. Oh, well, I did, but luckily there was no shot for me. I got blown out by like 50 points because I was facing McCaffrey. So even uh, if yeah. I'd you made the switch, it. Uh, it, it wouldn't have made a difference. Uh, we're, just, we're just avoiding punishments now in fantasy. Okay. Um, and uh, the ugly will have to be those, uh, those Tennessee Oilers. Uh, mm-hmm. The cosplay act there uh, did not work out in their favor. Pretenders. Man, you guys really like the angle of the the Oilers costumes, huh? Well, look, here here's the thing. I appreciate the call, David, here on the Big Show KTGR. I mean, just the fact that they would choose the game where they're hosting the Texans to That's have that be their throwback move. game. It, You're right. Very bold. To, you didn't have to do it against right. Houston. And then they come yeah. in and they beat you. And then it also gets even worse when you factor in, I don't know if it's necessarily the Titans or the NFL, but... One of those two is suing schools like the University of Houston and Rice for having their own the type of scheme. love you yeah. blue uh, throwback uniform scheme. And they're suing them because, oh, no, that's ours. When they didn't use the Oilers logo, they didn't put yeah, Oilers anywhere on. It's just I don't colors. like that they can do that. Yeah. I don't like that they can do that at all. I agree with you. I just, 
everything about that situation that this year. We knew that it was going to be happening, too, for several weeks now. They were going to wear those uniforms and right. have all that stuff. Uh, Mike Vrabel wearing the cowboy hat to think he's Bum Phillips, things like that. It was bold. Very it bold. definitely very bold. Can we real quick, in, on the Cowboys, like, that is very pathetic. Like, I had every hope. The reason I'm kind of poo-pooing Brock Purdy a little bit is because it feels inevitable to me that he's going to win MVP, and I have a ticket on Dak Prescott, which went up in flames after he was the favorite entering the weekend. That was terrible. I mean, that was absolutely awful. I came away just hating Mike McCarthy all over again, but even his coaching, you know, faux pas where um, Stefan Diggs was begging his team to get up to the line because he knew that he fumbled the football. This happened early in the game and could have maybe changed the tone of it if McCarthy had thrown the red flag. But uh, still, I mean, you just got to play better offensively if you're Dallas. And they didn't play great. De- I mean, you gave up everything to James Cook. Just a, a huge day on yeah. the ground and through the air for the Buffalo running back. Um, Dallas got bailed out by the Philly loss to Seattle. So maybe that division's not done and dusted just yet. But I was so disappointed with Dallas this weekend. I didn't have to win, but you got to at least play better than that. Just it, terrible. It was it was over after first half or so. It was and awful. Yeah, yeah. You can't put up performances like that. Um and expect to go far in the playoffs. So, I don't know. We'll see if they bounce back. 875-KTGR. Call or text us with your good, bad, and ugly from the NFL weekend. We'll keep getting to some of yours. And up next, well, the injuries piling up again. Uh, We're talking about Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Can they hold off some of the teams that are now tied with them in the division in the AFC South? We'll ask Will Carroll about Trevor Lawrence's status as he's in concussion protocol. And also, are the Chiefs going to have Isaiah Pacheco back this week. Will Carroll weighs in on that on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. We're back on The Big Show, KTGR, KTGR.com, and the KTGR app with Andy Brendan and producer Chris. And we're talking NFL injuries now with the injury expert, Will Carroll. You can find him on Twitter, at Injury Expert, and subscribe to his newsletter for all uh, baseball offseason content, underthenife.substack.com. You can also go to fanbuzz.com to read his stuff on NFL injuries. Chiefs dealing with a, with a few. Isaiah Pacheco missed the mm-hmm. second consecutive. Executive game uh, looks like uh, he had a procedure done on the shoulder uh, described as basically a cleanup procedure. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid said yesterday he's optimistic that he's going to be back this week. How do you kind of see that situation developing for Pacheco, though, Will? Yeah, he was actually cleared. So it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. There are a lot of rumors going around procedure. You know, NFL teams like the word procedure just because they've already got a rule that says the illegal procedure uh, and differentiating things from surgery is sometimes difficult. I remember back, gosh, it seems like forever ago when Peyton Manning had a procedure on his neck. But what was that? Was that some sort of surgery with uh, an injection? Was it something else with this one? There's a lot of rumors about what it was, and there, there's actually one that's really, really intriguing that I'm not ready to talk about yet just because it's not confirmed. I don't want to start throwing rumors around, uh, but if it is, it's very, very intriguing, and we'll probably remember it, especially if he plays well. So I, I'm curious about it just because this week's going to be crazy. Anybody in fantasy is in the fantasy playoffs, and now the NFL is throwing like games on five days at us. Uh, people are going to forget to set their lineups. Uh, they're going to completely forget there's Friday games because there's never been a, uh, a Friday game. Uh, it's just absolutely nuts. Uh, it's going to be uh, a weird, weird week. And if Pacheco comes back, I think they'll use him sparingly because I think 
what they've gotten from McKinnon and Edwards Hilaire has been good enough. Obviously, Pacheco is an upgrade, but I think they'll want to make sure even more that that shoulder is healthy. That could change, though. You know, talking on Tuesday about a game that's going to happen next Monday, a lot can happen between now and then. But Andy Reid and that medical staff tends to be a little bit cautious. For sure, and we'll we'll see what they do to handle Isaiah Pacheco during the week. Is yeah, they they get an extra day to prepare for it uh, being a Monday game. Uh, they do know that Sky Moore uh, is going to likely miss the the rest of the season. They put him on injured reserve with the the knee injury he suffered uh, against New England. He was already uh, a room uh, for wide receivers in Kansas City that has been under expectations for certain, and Sky Moore is certainly a part of that. But I wonder now with him nursing this injury and a whole lot of question marks about what his NFL future might bring, just of how it hasn't really gotten off the ground yet. I wonder how now this setback maybe affects him. Yeah, this sounds like he's going to have a procedure on that knee uh, and his, uh, his his moves going forward uh, for a playoff team are going to be intriguing. You know, if he does have uh, what we call a scrape and tape where they, they go, go inside with the uh, the arthroscope and just basically clean out the knee. Um, what what happens then? And most guys come back in about a month. Are they repairing the meniscus? Maybe that takes longer. But if so, Kansas City's always very open with their their injuries. Uh, they they over explain sometimes uh, if that's even possible. So I'm curious to see how this will play out. Uh, whether we'll get more information in the next couple of days about more. You're right. You know, it has been a disappointing. Uh, wide receiver and tight end room. It's hard to say Kelsey's season has been disappointing, especially personally. Uh, but it's it's one of those where the drops are killing them. Uh, Rasheed Rice has been really about the only bright spot. Um, so it's something they'll have to fix. But it'll be interesting. And you know the the rumblings and rumors of Travis Kelsey's future. Uh, those are the ones that that must really uh, keep Andy Reid up at night. Well, Carol, the injury expert with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. So those are some of the, the Chiefs' concerns uh, over the last week or so. Let's talk about some of the rest of the NFL. Trevor Lawrence uh, in uh, apparently concussion protocol this week. He had already been dealing with uh, the, the injury he suffered a couple of weeks ago uh, with with the uh, ankle injury there, and now all of a sudden this to, to deal with. Uh, I wonder what uh, you're thinking about with, with Trevor Lawrence and how he's trying to get back, especially with the Jaguars and the position that they're in in a tight division race and also trying to uh, wiggle around the rest of the AFC. Yeah, you know, with Lawrence and concussions, you know, Zach Wilson has a concussion as well. Um, but Lawrence is obviously in a different position, uh, bigger expectations, people watching him. Uh, you just have to wait and see. Uh, there, there's not really a whole lot to do there. Uh, the thing about Trevor Lawrence is, once again, he doesn't really have the weapons around him. He was supposed to. They made some acquisitions. They brought guys in. It just hasn't come together into the, the offense. Is he the quarterback we thought he was coming out of college, where is, you know, literally everybody's all American? Uh, he, he just hasn't come up to that, you know, that top tier level. Uh, you don't talk about him the same way you do a Mahomes or, or the way we talked about a Brady or a Manning. He, he's good. He's still young, but he's about to get expensive. So what do the Jaguars do? That's a team with. Who the heck knows what Tony Khan's going to do? But with a concussion, uh, it'll be interesting to see. This has been really, more than any other year, the year of the backup quarterback. 
And, and I think this is something, talking to teams, it usually comes up with, with Gardner Minshew putting a, a, an average, at best, Colts team into playoff position. Um, but Joe Flacco's the one that's really standing out now. You know, if you have a basic, you know, there is a floor level to skill where you have to be able to move just enough, you have to be able to throw just hard enough, you have to be able to recognize well enough. If you have those base level of skills, you can play for a long, long time in this league and be successful. And with as many injuries as we're seeing, more quarterback injuries than we've ever seen before, more everything injuries, really, but the quarterbacks are the ones that really get noticed. How much more valuable are those second quarterbacks, even third quarterbacks in some situation. You know, your season can go sideways uh, on the fourth play of the year like it did for the Jets or very late in the season like it did for the Browns. And instead of going sideways, it got better because Flacco knows how to play. Uh, He still has those base level of skills. I mean, uh, old quarterbacks have been around since, gosh, Y.A. Tittle. So uh, it'll be interesting to see whether or not backup quarterbacks become more of a priority. I remember a GM telling me a couple of years ago at the Combine, he's like, if we're playing our backup, why am I spending any money on my backup? Because if my guy goes down, my season's over. I don't care. That's that's one where I'm saving cap money. But I think more and more we're seeing you have to have it because more than likely you're going to use it at some point in the season. That's certainly been a reality that a lot of teams in the NFL have had to grapple with this season, and so we'll see how that looks moving forward across the league. Will, uh, you mentioned fantasy football, obviously the playoffs going on, and I feel like I'm in shambles because it doesn't look like I will have my star player, Jamar Chase, moving forward with the injury that he suffered during the last game. It looked like he was uncomfortable, came back out for a little while, but then ended up having to go to the locker room. What is the status for Chase, who I've seen could miss multiple weeks with this injury? Yeah, he's had an AC sprain, which we've seen over and over. You normally see it with quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Anthony Richardson, the Colts rookie quarterback, is out for the season after having to have surgery to put it back together. But normally it's a lower grade. Um, you know, here's the thing. Uh, we talk about with quarterbacks where they get slung down, uh, but receivers are jumping up in the air and landing on their shoulders. And shoulder pads uh, offer no padding. Shoulder pads are basically a battering ram. If, if you were techno Bo Jackson uh, and you put your shoulders down and ran or your Earl Campbell it with your, your low pad level, that's what those are for. Uh, you know, when you fall on it, the lateral motion is what hits it. When you stick your arm out, either your shoulder is going to pop out of socket or something's going to get damaged or you're going to break your collarbone. None of those are good. Uh, so we've got to figure something out. I, I was actually talking with one of the NFL athletic trainers a couple of weeks ago a, a, about just this thing. And, and he's like, do we have to put lateral cross bracing inside the pads? I'm like, that's not going to help the shoulder. It's just going to transfer through the body. Uh, so I think a couple of years ago when the NFL had its uh, helmet challenge and actually saw some results from not very much money that they put up, uh, I think they need to have shoulder pad challenge, or maybe we just need Tony Stark to put that Iron Man suit out. Probably. That'd be a nice thing to see very soon. I just gave Elon Musk ideas. Oh, no. Not another one. Will Carroll, the injury expert, with us on the Big Show KTGR. Kind of along those same lines, uh, I'm sure people who uh, are in the fantasy playoffs and maybe got there because of Tyreek Hill uh, when he was out uh, last week. Uh, maybe some more optimism about this week. Mike McDaniel certainly said so. What do you think about uh, Tyreek this week as he gets up, uh, goes up against the Cowboys? 
Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Obviously, a huge game. Um, it, it's a very simple ankle, but you know, you might have a Ferrari, and if one of the tires is bad, it's not going anywhere. And that's what it was for Hill. He just couldn't make those moves. He couldn't cut. He couldn't get the good quick starts he has to have. Uh, and they said, you know what? If you can't play, you can't play. Jalen Waddle stepped up. Uh, they have some depth. Uh, that's a good offensive scheme. Tyreek Hill obviously makes him better. The Chiefs obviously miss him. But, uh, you know, a simple ankle sprain, hopefully, you know, time and treatment is going to help. I would guess he's going to play. The question is, is he 80%? Is he 90%? Is he 100%? Uh, those defensive backs are going to figure it out pretty quick. Certainly so. Will Carroll, the injury expert here on the big show, KTGR. All right, it it sure seems that Aaron Rodgers, at least he's now uh, kind of indicating that he's done for the year. Uh, the, the, there was maybe talk of him coming back in some way, shape, or form for the Jets, but it sure seems like the Jets are, are they're they're now eliminated from playoff contention for sure. So it's uh, looking a little less likely. But what uh, what have you made of Rodgers now, kind of coming to that uh, sort of conclusion that yeah, me me saying that I could come back was maybe not all that much of a reality. I, I honestly think that it's both likely that he could have, but then the question is how how well could he have played? You know, could he have run, you know, like I said with, with Flacco and the others, you've got to have a base level of physicality. Could he recognize? Yeah, absolutely. This didn't affect his arm, but could he move enough? With that line, he's going to have to move. So that's the question. That Achilles is not going to pop. It's tied together with Kevlar. So I'm not that worried about that. And I'm, I don't know whether he could actually come. I'm still, there's this thing in the back of my mind is that he's going to come out for a series. You know, he, I know four <laughs> plays is all it takes, but I, I just think he's going to get dressed. They're going to have him out there. And in the right situation, he's going to play. Maybe it's just a gimmick play. Maybe it's, you know, all sorts of things. I can remember when, when uh, gosh, Byron Leftwich, he, he had the broken leg and they had to basically pick him up and carry him to the next play. Look, he's beyond that. He is medically cleared. He is not football cleared. And those are two entirely different things. So I'm still unconvinced. What I do think is between him and Cam Akers a couple of years ago and the advances in this surgery, we're going to see quicker, better comebacks. When we're talking about Aaron Rodgers for next year, there is utterly no reason why he shouldn't be back. I know he's old. I know the Jets are bad. uh, But next year, he should be back, though there are still rumors he's going to walk away. Well, we'll see what he uh, ends up deciding uh, in the next year or so. Will, what's new at Under the Knife and Fan Buzz these days? Obviously, so much going on in baseball. We have the winter meetings, everything going on there. Uh, and with football, uh, it's, all, it's, it's all injuries all the time. Absolutely. So go and check uh, all that out, fanbuzz.com, to stay in the know on NFL injuries as we wind down in the regular season. And uh, great info over at underthenife.substack.com to read all the ins and outs of baseball as we get closer to uh, that season as well into 2024. Thanks, Will, for, for coming on as always. Happy holidays to you, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, bye, guys. Big show's on at 444 KTGR and KTGR.com. We'll get to... Uh, some more NFL talk at 525. Mizzou recruiting news, of course, all day long at 505. But up next, under the bus, man, this NFL wide receiver has the gall to blame his lack of effort on the media. It's next.
You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Is this from uh, Charlie Brown? I believe. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Good soundtrack. Big Show's on at 451 KTGR and KTGR.com. <laughs> I maybe would. The calming presence. This really does get you hyped up for some Mizzou recruiting talk, I believe. Isn't that so, what it uh, is? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Uh, so Christmas we'll, don't came early, boys. We're going we're gonna to talk about it at 505. Uh, as the early signing period starts tomorrow, but man, the news is coming fast and furious today from Mizzou uh, football. Love I it. feel like DJ Khaled, another one. They just keep adding new players through the portal, through recruiting. Bring out the whole ocean. Whatever the case might be. Probably. Call yeah. me Roblox. I'm ready to see Let's that. go golfing. We'll, we'll get... Let's go recruiting. There we go. Look at that. We That's... got there. I don't know what any of what you just said was. Not any of the references Landed, Were they DJ Khaled references? Yeah, those are was those are the new those are the new DJ well, Khaled come on, memes. Brendan, if you're gonna give a DJ Khaled reference, you got to catch all of them. Was, no, I don't think that's how. It <laughs> yeah, works. we, we did a software update. These are all the new ones. Yeah, exactly. Get with it, pal. Get with the program here. We'll talk some Mizzou recruiting at five oh five. It's time to go under the bus on the big show. This guy's had a quick raise to fame, Tommy DeVito. For, uh, for the Giants, not a great game this past weekend, but his agent, Sean Stilato, of course, Stilato. Who, wow. who has been the media darling the last week or so with, A, the way that he dresses, and B, uh, with with his client, Tommy DeVito, getting that comeback win against the Packers about a week ago. But this irked me. So Tommy DeVito was apparently supposed to make an appearance at like, a local pizza shop. Sure. You know, and, yeah, and sounds right in New York. Yeah, exactly. This is the, the type with, of thing I'm you would expect so Tommy DeVito to to appear at. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, that event is being canceled. Why? Oh no! Because Sean Salato, the agent, all of a sudden went to the owner of the pizza place and said, "Hey, by the way, that fee we agreed on, yeah, you're going to have to pay us twice as much." He said today's pricing, oh, yesterday's no. price. Pal. Yeah, That's it was ten thousand dollars. Instead, they Stilato went and said, "Nope, now it's twenty thousand And the pizza shop said, "Sorry, that's too much. We're not going to do this anymore." And that's crazy. Stilato's trying to, you know, pass it off as saying, "Well, we didn't have a written contract, but there were leaked text messages between the owner and Stilato saying, "Okay, ten k, we're good there." So, yeah, I don't, that's a bad look. I don't like that. Uh, go back on your word like that. I, I, I mean, I get it, Tommy DeVito. Make your money, I understand, but yeah, but you, you don't do go that back on your word. You 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 charge twenty grand for the next one, right? Yeah, You've exactly. already agreed to it. Yep. That's gonna sour everybody on the whole uh, the whole story yeah. a little bit. I'm afraid. Forget Under about the it. Bus. I, I'm kind of souring on George Pickens too. Did you see what he said Just today? Souring. Oh man, I've been off the stuff, my friend. <laughs> today uh, he blasted the media essentially. Quote, what I do. All the people that's questioning my effort, they don't play football. They do what y'all in the media do. All the people that got opinions, they're media, surface guys. None of them play football, end quote. Yeah. He was asked, I think, about his effort what on the field. What about George? And he had some bad effort. He, he like, didn't make a block for Jalen Warren, where if he had made He's that trash. block, probably would have been a touchdown. Yeah. He tried to make the excuse of, well, I didn't want to get hurt. There was a similar play that happened to Tank Dell the other, er, earlier oh, this business year. business decision, huh? But, and it wasn't even close to being the same play. Like, Tank Dell was in the middle of a pile, and George Pickens is out in the open. Could have made a block, decided not to. Uh, come on, George Pickens. This- Chase Claypool Jr. Say it with me, everybody. Under the bus.
similar team too. Like, is that is that a problem with uh, development for wide receivers in Pittsburgh? All of a sudden, Mike Tomlin has to hate that, right? Because they thought that Pickens could be almost the replacement for either Claypool or Deontay Johnson, whoever you know they decided to unload. And uh, yeah, he's he's got the same issues going on. Yeah, hate to see that. Yeah, you definitely don't like seeing uh, that at the end of the season. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports on the big show. Sweetest thing is with our friends at the Candy Factory. This holiday season, gift your co-workers some tasty treats from the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia. Anniversary, birthday, holiday. Online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. I recommend that you go and watch the entire interview from uh, Drew Locke uh, after the game yesterday where he led the Seahawks on a victory to uh, against the Eagles. But here was the last bit of it that I think was the most poignant on ESPN last night. It's so hard. It's so hard to describe the feeling of, you know, not playing for so long, or at least what feels like a really long time to me. And then you sit there, you watch games, you wonder, can I do this still? I haven't been out there on the field. That's the human nature of it. You get back out there last week, I'm like, you know what? I'm the man, so I can go do this. And then you got another test this week where I didn't know if I was going to play or not. Sure enough, ended up playing. We're playing the Eagles tonight. And the, the boys around me rallied tonight. And it just, gosh, it feels so good. It feels so good. I'm so proud of everybody tonight. Come on! How can you not root for that guy? It's easy for us, of course, but I think it became a lot easier for everyone across the country, too. M-I-Z-Z-O, Drew! Let's go! That's my Large Bills quarterback. Large Bills Let's go! Only. Oh, man. Awesome. Everything about that was awesome. Does he I start? immediately texted you guys and said, Sweetest oh. thing in sports. Oh, it absolutely. Sweetest thing in sports. I mean, watching that interview afterward, there is no way it Had wouldn't to. be. Uh, ne- next year, I don't know for what team, is Drew Locke a week one starter? Oh, man. For the New Orleans um, Saints. For any team it, next year. That, to me, that is the clearly the goal for him. I'm going to say no because you got to get the landing spot right, yeah. but he's he's going to be turned into one of those coveted backups, if you know what I mean. I Priority so. backups like Will Carroll mentioned. Which they're going to be in, in high demand. Uh, so, I mean, it makes sense, and he can succeed there, so we'll see. But, man, the Mizzou, uh, pairing that with all the Mizzou recruiting news, hype won't be stopped. We'll talk some Mizzou recruiting at 5.05 on the big show.